Hey, this is Emma from She and They, and this podcast is the first of a short series that I'm making to complement my blog. If you haven't already read the She and They blog, it's all about being a partner of somebody that identifies as gender neutral. So it details how I found out about Dylan, my partner, coming out as gender neutral, uh, how my identity has seemingly shifted as a result of Dylan's identity shift, and basically how I've dealt with this. So this podcast series is going to complement that. The first podcast, today's podcast, is my perceptions and my understanding of gender neutrality, how it's changed over the last year as uh, Dylan's identity has changed and my identity also. The next part of the series, so the next podcast, is going to be Dylan's perceptions and Dylan's understanding of gender neutrality. So it will be really great to get Dylan on here and talk about sort of the complementary side of my journey. Um, Following on from that, I'm going to be talking to people from different cultural groups and different political groups to sort of gain an understanding of the context in which Dylan has come out and the context that we have found ourselves living in as part of quite a small minority group. because obviously not many people in Australia, perhaps not many people in the world also actually identify as gender neutral. And so it's quite interesting to see, you know, looking at Christianity, for example, how does the Christian part of our community understand gender neutrality? And then again, looking at our government, how does our government understand gender neutrality and what are they doing to support people with this identity? Uh, Over the last year, I've really found that not many people in our community actually know what gender neutrality means at a deeper level. They can sort of understand that it means uh, androgynous in a way, but don't quite understand the realities of it and the changes that somebody might make in order to make themselves really feel that they are gender neutral and really feel their true authentic self. So looking at these contexts, I think will give us a deeper understanding of uh, Dylan's journey and my journey and sort of our place in society. Um, That said, we won't be talking for anybody else and anyone that I do speak to at a later date, you know, it's obviously only their experience and their understanding. So as I said, today's podcast is my perception and to help facilitate this conversation, I've invited in a good friend of mine, Kane, to sort of interview me and get the conversation started. So, uh, welcome, Kane. Good morning, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me. No, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that you've asked me. And I'm absolutely in support of what you're doing. And this is, this is really exciting, so I'm, I'm so glad to be involved. Thanks. All right, so I guess why don't we get started? Um, you've just mentioned for it, you, you started discussing gender neutrality. Before being in a relationship with Dylan, what was your understanding of gender neutrality and did you really, I guess, understand exactly what that was and when Dylan came to you and said, I believe I'm gender neutral when she came out to you. How did, how did she tell you that? How did they tell me that? <laughs> um, well, uh, before Dylan, I don't think I understood 
quite the magnitude of what gender neutral or, or gender queer or gender non-binary, you know, there's a few terms that we personally use interchangeably, but I think they do mean perhaps slightly different things to different people. Um, so anyway, before Dylan came out, I don't think I quite understood the magnitude of it. I think I assumed that it was in between a boy and a girl, which in a sense it is, but that is, that's assuming that people are taking specific characteristics from the male and female genders and sort of mixing them into one. But I don't think that, or my new understanding at least, is that gender neutrality isn't about taking gendered characteristics. In fact, it's about getting rid of all gendered characteristics and just looking at them as characteristics in general. So, uh, rather than thinking, you know, this part of Dylan is male and this part is more female, it's more, that's just Dylan and Dylan is a person. Um, I think that's quite, that's quite difficult for a lot of people to understand actually, because the more I have come to understand this, the more I realize that virtually everything in our world is gendered and it's not on purpose. It's as part of our language. It's part of um, just the way we perceive virtually everything, you know, so many little we've, comments. We've grown up in a world where you know, people right from a, a very young age, we're, we're gendered. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, we've got clothing for boys and clothing for girls. And I guess it's, it's regardless of that. And, and it's, it's, it's absolutely positive to see, you know, I've got some friends in Perth mm-hmm. who've just had a baby and to them, it's so important and the world is starting to shift their, I guess, perceptions of these things. They're just, they didn't care what colour the clothing, they didn't care what kind of gifts they were given for the child. It wasn't, it wasn't about the sex of the child. It wasn't, you know, those things weren't important to them because they didn't want there to be this presupposed way that the child was to be, I guess, to, yeah. to be brought up feeling that you know, I'm, I'm a girl so I wear pink or I'm a boy so I wear blue um, and that kind of thing right from a young age and, and their behaviour but I guess you know for someone like yourself you know you identify as being a lesbian um, all of a sudden you know Dylan coming out as being gender neutral must have been quite a confusing time and must have made you kind of question or think a lot about about your own own perceptions of these things and all of a sudden you're in a situation where as as a minority in society you're now questioning something that so it's kind of put the shoe on the other foot for you so I guess how how did you feel about all of this well it was quite quite strange actually because I don't think that I'd ever consciously really thought about my identity before um which is quite a privileged uh thing I guess that I'd never noticed really who I was or where I fitted into society I just fitted and it worked quite well even being a lesbian I had quite an easy journey through that so it was just my identity and I accepted it everyone else accepted it and it was easy and then all of a sudden I found myself in this new position you know where somebody that I loved and that I was dating was no longer female which technically would mean that I'm not in a lesbian relationship, so what sort of relationship am I in, you know? There's not even really a language for that because it is all gendered. Um, So, you know, people say, well, you're in a loving relationship, which I am, and it's wonderful. 
but it is just quite strange not having an actual terminology and it takes away a bit of a sense of community in some ways because I think a lot of people you know they feel their place in the world based on a few sort of boxes that they put themselves in really so by saying I'm a lesbian well I fit into the lesbian community and I'm um you know part of LGBT in a certain way and now I'm still part of the LGBTQI and all the other acronym um, parts of it. I'm still part of it, but in a different sense, I guess. And I still identify as lesbian, but Dylan doesn't, obviously. So we've got different identifications, but I think we're both okay with that. Um, but, yeah, it was quite strange because I really had never looked at identity in that kind of way before. So to suddenly find myself, or gender either, actually, I should say, I'd never really thought about it I feel quite comfortable being female um never wanted to be a male or anything either so suddenly looking at that and realizing how much of my identity is related to like I said the fact that I feel lesbian but also that I like women <laughs> and that they like me I hope um <laughs> that kind of yeah it did quite shock me quite shock me but I think I've come around to it a little bit and it is it's a lot about language, which again I wouldn't have expected. And and like you were just saying, like finding that place where where you fit in, I guess for Dylan, the challenges of that were probably so much greater because all of a sudden, you know, they don't identify as being male or female. And if we go back to that other question just quickly, mm-hmm. and, and fitting in and, and feeling that that everything, that everything is gendered, like coming up against your everyday when people like how do you how do you express that for instance you know something on social media like your gender yeah or forms that you've got to fill out in, yeah. in your everyday life so banks and home loans or yeah. any of that stuff and and coming to terms I guess with the the coming out as gender neutral and then mm-hmm. making these big strides and and kind of finding your step but then finding all of a sudden that there are these barriers and while you've come to kind of terms with it yourself I guess there's that perception or there's that 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 evidence that the wider world is still not up with where you are so it kind of I guess I imagine for Dylan that that they feel very held back in that sense because they're really trying to make those strides but then it's kind of, it's kind of like come on world catch up with me <laughs> Um, so I guess for, for you, what, or what's been most concerning or might have concerned you the most through this whole process? Um, that's a, it's a pretty big question, isn't it? I think mm. I was really most upset when I realized that, so it was identity related, definitely. And I was most upset when I realized that certain words, that I associated with myself were no longer as sort of readily applicable. Um, I do think they're still applicable, but just not as easily. And I had to sort of re come to terms with what they would mean to me in this new context. Um, so I already mentioned lesbian, like obviously I'm still a lesbian, but Dylan's not, but we're not really in a lesbian relationship. So some people I guess purists would say, well, if you're not in a lesbian relationship, are you a lesbian? Um, 
Mm. I'm going to say yes, <laughs> but yeah. I, there is an argument for no, I guess. Um, similarly, I was quite upset actually when I had a realization one day that I wouldn't have a wife in future. Um, and that also upset me because it made me think and research actually whether new legislation, if and when, I'm hoping it's a when, when it does come through for gay marriage, whether it will be inclusive of all genders or if it will then be, you know, two males can marry or two females or a male and a female. Um, so I was quite pleased. I was quite pleased to notice in my research that uh, the legislation currently says it is um, two, I, I don't know the exact wording, but something along the lines of two people of any gender can marry. Okay. So we won't be excluded, which is great, but I still won't have a wife um, or a husband, obviously. Yeah. It'll be a spouse, I guess. Um, but what I was upset about was You're actually... married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's a small thing, but it's something that I guess a lot of us some people consciously use it, you know, to show that they, that their partner is their actual married legal partner. And they're very proud of that. Um, and other people subconsciously use it, but it does, it, you know, it does have a meaning. Otherwise, why would we do it? You know, it has this, this meaning of, I've, I've really dedicated myself to this person and I've had this wonderful, beautiful ceremony of love. Um, that's not to say that you can't really dedicate yourself without marrying, but we do have quite a culture of marriage, I guess. And, you know, I, I don't really have the language to readily show that other than saying my spouse, Dylan, who I did marry one time, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. we're not married yet, but in future, hopefully. So the loss of, yeah, the word wife was a little bit sad, but these are all words at the end of the day. So I've just had to come around to. I think, I think that's really important to remember is marriage is love between two people, no matter who, who they are. It, it's that expression of love. And, and at the end of the day, it's a celebration of two people that love each other. And mm-hmm. regardless of gender, the thing with marriage is that we're not at that point yet where, where it's been legislated or it's been, but it's a, it's a celebration. And I think it's, it's an indoctrinated part of our society mm-hmm. and culture, Very much. you know? And so it's interesting that I hear you say how you feel about not having a wife or so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And we've just kind of discussed, I guess, you know, gender norms and all of that kind of thing. So and yet I want to do the gender norm thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's just it's it's really interesting, and I think that as as time goes on, that's, that's going to change for you. But I think it's one of those things where it has been and is still something that you and Dylan are working through. And I guess Dylan's coming out, of course, is going to affect your relationship. And if we move on to the next question, how how has coming out and I mean you've touched on this already um but how has it affected the relationship or or where you see it going um I don't it hasn't affected where I've seen us going I think that's always been really strong um Mm. we've both sort of known that it's a long-term relationship we've both been in it for the long haul I hope that Dylan's always felt that I've always felt that I'm pretty sure that they have which is good um but it's it's definitely affected our relationship and I would actually say that it's been overall a very positive experience. Um, 
I've definitely had really hard times and I'm sure Dylan has too. You know, I, I don't want to take away anything from mm. Dylan's experience because ultimately coming out is very much the partner's, uh, sorry, not the partner, <laughs> very much the person's uh, journey. But the partner has a separate journey alongside them as well, you know, a slightly different one yeah. and also an important one. But I don't want to take away from Dylan's experience at all. Uh, but I have had some hard times with it, obviously, largely because I guess Dylan knows in their heart and mind as well exactly where where they feel they're going. Even, I should rephrase that, not where they feel they're going, but where they feel most comfortable, you know, be it sitting with the discomfort of being unsure of your gender for a few weeks, even a few months, while you're trying to figure out, am I female to male? Am I gender neutral? Am I, you know, where do I fit in this spectrum? Um, or actually making a decision. That's always been Dylan's journey and it's very much an inner journey. You know, you can share it and you can talk about it, but it's something that you as a person really feel yourself and um, yeah. can intellectualise yourself. Whereas being the partner, I'm very much waiting for responses from Dylan. You know, I'm waiting for the answers. I'm waiting for even just thoughts of the day, which can change the next day, you know? And so one day it might be, oh, I feel like this. And then the next day it's something completely different. So having to sit back and not know what's coming, that's what's been really tricky for me. Um, really quite tricky actually, because I like to be in control, which is, you know, a bit of a downfall for me. But <laughs> I think it's a downfall for many people, so at least I'm not alone. I think when life kind of becomes... You know, you, I think there's a moment you have to step back, and and my partner knows this about me because I'm I'm the same. Like, you know, when when things aren't, when you kind of lose grip on, you know, whether that's work life or things become a little bit out of control, you want to control that. I think it's a very natural thing to, yeah. and it and it can be overwhelming sometimes. So. Exactly. So I think other than that, and other than you know the few hard times that we've had it's actually strengthened our relationship so much. Um, we've grown yeah. to know each other so much better. Our communication is so much better, which was definitely a learning point for us. Not to say our communication was awful, it wasn't. But when you have something that is so major in each of your lives and that for me, you know, I was taking the back seat. I'm there waiting for Dylan's responses, like I said, sometimes trying to push them, which wasn't a good thing, obviously. Um, we did have to really learn how to best communicate with each other to make both of us feel really comfortable or as comfortable as we could and as safe within our relationship as we could. And now I can, I can so confidently say that our communication is so much better and we laugh about things so much more. You know, before any time we had a conversation about this, about anything to do with Dylan's transition or thoughts for the future, there'd be a small amount, but still definitely there of sort of passive aggressiveness from me of like, yeah. well, well, what's next? What are you going to throw at me next kind of thing? Like, exactly. And how do I fit in? And yeah. And what yeah. to expect? So now though, so we still have these conversations, but now we laugh while we're having them and it's so much nicer. And it's mostly just because of the way we talk about it and the way we communicate about it. It's not because it's any easier, although, you know, obviously we've had a bit of time now to, 
understand most of what's going to be coming. We've done more research and we understand this journey a lot better. We're a lot further along in the journey, both of our journeys, you know. Um, but it's also because of how we talk about it and how we communicate with each other for sure. So, yeah, overall our relationship is a lot stronger because of this experience, which is really great. At some of those moments, though, was there ever a moment that you kind of became completely overcome, overcome by it all, and questioned, "Can I, can I get through this? Is this something that that mm-hmm. I can come out the other side of and still be the person I am and still be there to support Dylan?" Yes and no. Yes, in that I'm I'm a very analytical person and. Every time virtually anything new came about, I would almost immediately sit with it and think, can I, can I cope with this? You know, where am I going to be in terms of this new change or this new, uh, I don't know, perception that we're going to be sort of dealing with? Um, and to be honest, it didn't take very long for me to come around to each change in a superficial sense, but so, you know, I would go, okay, yep, that's going to happen. Got it. Okay. I I know what to expect now, but I think emotionally it took, it did take a bit longer, which I didn't like to admit because I am a really open-minded person for virtually everything. So finding that I was feeling really confronted and, you know, uncomfortable with it actually made me really upset with myself and again question my identity because I was like who am I you know this is this is not how I would respond to anybody else coming to me with these problems why am I responding it this way for myself you know why am I worried about Dylan changing the name uh why am I worried about a new pronoun I would embrace that a hundred percent with anybody else what is it about this um, and it made me feel horrible, really horrible. Obviously, I've come yeah. out the other side of that now. But, yeah, so I, I would look at each new change and think, can I sit with this? And very quickly I would say yes. But I, I definitely did question it. But I think I think I questioned it in a healthy way. And th- I can honestly say there was never a moment where I sat there going, no, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to need to run. You know, I can't do this relationship anymore. It was never like that. It was more just look at the situation. Ooh, how am I going to feel about this? Or, yeah, okay, yeah, I can do that. It sounds so much like the experience, and I'm just just going to touch on it briefly, but the experience of, I guess, family and friends and parents must go through when one of their children comes out and it's so close to home because, you know, from my experience, you saw other people find out that their children were gay and so on and so forth. And but to your parents at that point, because it wasn't immediately affecting them, it's, they were kind of okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's not until something like this, like what your experience is still in coming out and then what you went through after that, it's because it's so much closer to home, it's so much more of a personal thing and, it, and it's so much more of a of, of wanting to be there and support and knowing that the right thing to do or feeling fundamentally when you love someone that you know but I guess there are concerns and there are those things that you can empathize with and that's that's a really like an amazing thing it's really easy to look at something from the outside and say yeah I could deal with that or I could you know this is how I would respond but sometimes we're right you know 
a lot of people do know themselves quite well, but I think there are always going to be some surprises and it can be quite confronting if you feel you know yourself quite well or, you know, you pride yourself on a certain element of your personality or your character and then you realise that every every emotional response you're having in this particular situation goes against that part of your character that you've prided yourself on, you know, so yeah. it can be very confronting. Um, I think I've come through. It, it, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's absolutely. It sounds like that it's just, it's, yeah, it's an interesting parallel there. Yeah. Um, because I guess you have, to, you have to look inside yourself and, and, and really find the constitution of the person that you are and, and stick to that. And, mm. and yeah, it's, it's so great. <laughs> but how, like, um, how did, you know, family and friends react to this? Um, mo- well, everybody very well. We didn't have any negative responses at all, which we're so lucky for and so grateful for. In fact, Dylan and I were talking about it this morning. Obviously, we think that everybody should react absolutely positively because it doesn't actually have anything to do with anybody else. It doesn't really affect anybody else. And uh, it it doesn't change Dylan's personality. You know, it doesn't change who Dylan is. And Dylan is still a wonderful human. I hope I'm still a good human. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it should affect anybody. But there's definitely many, many people who have different experiences to what we've had. And in fact, I was reading a story just the other day about a person who came out, sorry, she didn't come out, but she told her family about her partner who was transitioning. And the family then said, well, we don't want anything to do with you, which, you know, I, I I don't actually personally know how common that is, but I know that it's not uncommon for family friends colleagues to be discriminatory to turn people away um obviously like I said I don't think that that is in any way how anybody should ever respond but unfortunately it is still happening I think with all of the media coverage that transgender people are getting at the moment even though some of it isn't necessarily the most politically correct. Um, with all of that coverage I think it's getting out there a bit more so I'm hoping in future with the sort of rise of knowledge about it and understanding that more people will be understanding. Um, But yeah, like I said, for us, it's been really quite good. We've definitely had some, or I, sorry, I don't think Dylan has, but I've definitely had some questionable sort of questions, but definitely not responses. So I haven't had people go, oh, that's, that's very strange or anything like that. But I've had people say things to me like, oh, that's, you know, how are you going to be able to deal with that? Isn't it going to change Dylan's sexuality and other things like that, which are completely irrelevant and really do highlight uh, the lack of understanding that people have about gender neutrality, which I guess is understandable because it's not that widely known yet. And that's part of why I'm trying to get this she and they blog and podcast out to people as well. Yeah. But we've had, we've had a pretty good response. Is that, I guess, for you, was that the was that the driving the driving force to kind of start this blog and podcast is to be able to share with people, I guess, your journey and to give light to to this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've always liked writing, and I started writing mm-hmm. with the idea that 
it would go on a blog. So I did have an audience sort of in mind as I was writing, but the reason that I initially was writing was really for me. It was because I was really confused about how I felt and I felt like if I could write it down concisely and articulately that I would understand better what I was thinking. And and I did. That first article that I wrote, which was um, was actually my identity is just words was the first one, although it wasn't the first one I published, but it was the first one I wrote. And I remember where I was, I was sitting on top of a roof on uh, an island on Lake Titicaca in Bolivia, Isla del Sol actually. And it was the most beautiful scenery around me. And I was sitting in the sun and it just all came out. And I don't think I barely even edited that article everything that I wrote just suddenly made so much sense to me. And when I read back over it, I was like, oh, wow, that's how I feel. Well, well, that's simple. You know, I can see why I'm worried about my identity and why I've had a hard time, but I can also see how it's going to be okay. So yeah, I did write with an audience in mind because it made me feel like I was writing with a purpose beyond myself, but it was the first one at least was very much a cathartic kind of thing. So the blog itself. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say it must be a very, a very cathartic thing. It must, yeah. it must be great to be able to get it out and then see it on paper <laughs> and understand what's been going on in your head quite literally. Yeah, it feels good. So I guess the blog itself, yeah. it's evolved a little bit from that first article in that I think my purpose is now threefold cathartic experience so for me getting my thoughts out and uh, ordering them secondly to educate people around me so in my direct community you know people I work with people that are my friends even just acquaintances my family my family have actually said from reading this that they understand it a lot better which is fantastic and a lot of other people actually uh, and then the third reason is I'm hoping that in at some point in future other partners like me who were feeling quite alone and, you know, wanting to feel validated in this new quest for identity will somehow stumble across the blog and get that validation that they were looking for. I know that when I first uh, started writing, or sorry, not writing, reading, when I first started reading about gender neutrality, I was really looking for partner perspectives because, you know, like I keep saying, I was having this identity crisis and thinking, well, surely other people have thought about this. How did they uh, sort of rectify their new identity? Well, I shouldn't say rectify, <laughs> but how did they um, reconceptualize, is a better word, their new identity in their mind? I want to read about this. I want to read other people's experience. And I just couldn't find that. So yeah, I'm hoping that I can fill that small gap as well. And so far, I think, I think I'm doing an okay job. You know, (laughs) a few partners have come to me from various um, websites and things and said, that's how I feel, which is, it's so nice. So nice. I think, I think it's one of those, it's, dare I say, for lack of a better word, (laughs) you know, I feel like, still it, it's a bit taboo mm. and people aren't quite sure how to talk about it and people aren't quite sure how to broach the topic or do I talk about it out of respect to, to you know your your partner for mm. Dylan or do I talk about it you know but there is a sense of needing to talk about it and it's not until someone opens that door and 
and creates the opportunity and shows that, you know what, it is important that we talk about it. It is important that we have a way of expressing what we've been going through. And yeah. it's, an, it's, it's an incredibly personal thing. And, you know, what you're doing is, is really, is so touching to other people mm-hmm. and can have such an effect on someone else's life. Um, and, and from that, from that angle, how, like, how do you feel about being so open on the blog and podcast? It comes quite naturally to me. I think I've always been a really open person, sometimes perhaps too open in that, you know, if somebody asks me <laughs> what's going on, I will probably tell you, uh, you know, not, not in some crazy way. I'm not going to tell somebody who I've just met on a bus or something, but you know, in terms of my friends and family and yeah, <laughs> yes, you have been there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more than willing to share my feelings. So it, it does feel quite natural it was a little bit scary the first time I put it out there, I guess, because, you know, like many uh, new bloggers, the first avenue that I went down was Facebook. So I shared my posts on Facebook and shared a, just a small blurb about, you know, this is what I've been going through. I've started this blog. Please have a look. And I got such an overwhelming response, which was absolutely amazing. But, you know, from so many people that aren't even necessarily friends really anymore, they're just people that I met in passing or people that, you know, from, you know, an event or various schools that I've been to or whatever, but not actual day-to-day friends. And even those people are reading through it and commenting and it's really, really nice, but it was a bit scary knowing that I was spreading the net so wide, you know, that so many people that I know from so many avenues, professional as well, were reading this, these really private feelings that were quite emotional, I guess. Uh, but I think I saw kind of the greater good in it and it's made me feel really proud, actually. I feel a little bit lame saying that, but, yeah, I'm really proud that I can... I can put this out there and be so comfortable in this new identity now and also share something that I think people should know about. You know, Not that they should know about me, but I think that people should be more aware of um, gender and gendering others and also just more aware of, you know, what partners go through as well. Not again, I, I keep feeling the need to reiterate this. I'm not in any way trying to say that my my experience is more powerful or more important than Dylan's. It's absolutely not Dylan's is, but you know, I have a different journey and a different different perspective and I think it's it's important to share that too. There, there are two people in it. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not it's not one person and there are so many other partners out there, I'm sure. Like you said, people mm-hmm. have been approaching you and saying that's exactly how I feel you know um after reading your blog and it's so important that that what you're doing in sharing this together um is incredibly galvanizing Mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a really wonderful thing and you absolutely should be proud of yourself like it's it's a I just feel like it's such a you're so open with it you're so raw about it Mm -hmm. that it's so powerful and how how does Dylan feel feel about it? Dylan's been amazing. Uh, the first person that I showed all the blogs to when I wrote them was Dylan, obviously. And I think 
I think sometimes I actually Dylan did say to me that every time they got an email from me that was entitled something like next blog post or whatever, their heart would start racing a little bit more because they were like, Oh no, what's she going to say next? But, um, on reflection, Dylan has said that now they understand what I've been dealing with a lot better, which is really great. But beyond that, Dylan's just really proud that, um, I'm, I guess putting this perspective out there that isn't really talked about very much and also that I'm embracing something that did it did really scare me at first. I'm, I think I already said this, I'm not great with change. So uh, whilst I obviously really love and support Dylan, I was, I was really having a hard time with the changes that I felt in my own head, not to do with Dylan's changes but my changes of identity. And so now that I've sort of come through the other side and I'm really embracing it, I think Dylan's seeing the positives of that and is really, um, really proud as well. I'm lucky. I'm so lucky yep. to have somebody so supportive. Will Dylan also contribute to the blog and write some posts? Uh, I've got a, yes, we've got a podcast planned that's going to be Dylan's perspective and all about, you know, how did Dylan realize that they were gender neutral, uh, all about coming out, all that, all the questions basically around gender neutrality in Dylan's life. Uh, I'm not so sure about the blog. We haven't really talked about that very much, but if Dylan would like to contribute, then I'm open to that, obviously. Uh, yeah, who knows where it's going to go. I guess we just have to wait and see. Um, so for anyone out there that might be, you know, for the listeners out there, and like, there was one, I guess, core takeaway or one, one piece of advice that you might have for someone whose partners, you know, come, come out to them or who might be considering entering a relationship with a gender neutral human, like what, what, what would your advice be? Uh, it's, it's really tricky to pick just one piece of advice, (laughs) obviously, but I think my, my main piece of advice would be don't internalize everything. I think it's really important to look for support if you're feeling confused or, um, you know, just don't quite understand how you're going to approach the situation, you know? So especially for people who are actually experiencing the transition with their partner, I think that, you know, that can be quite a, quite a difficult journey, especially in the outset, as I've already touched on throughout this interview. Um, so definitely seek support, be it friends, family, psychologists, um, counselors, other partners as well. There are some fantastic Facebook groups actually that are really, really active and that, uh, offer each other a lot of support just, you know, just general discussions online, but also people put up articles and things. Yeah. I just think don't internalize it because if you do, it's going to cause problems within the relationship and your partner won't know what's going on for you. And also you won't be able to, you won't be able to figure it out alone either, you know? Yeah. Talk. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, you just mentioned those, those, resources such as you know facebook groups and such is there somewhere that um your readers might be able to find those yeah so i've just published a blog post called keeping afloat 
and it gives a little bit of my journey to finding support for myself, but then also lists uh, Sydney-based psychologists that I can personally recommend and also Facebook groups, um, some really great YouTube videos that I've watched, a couple of great articles and a couple of great websites that have links to you know many other articles. So if you check out the She and They blog, you can find a link to that in this podcast. Um, sorry, next to the podcast. <laughs> uh, if you check that out, then you'll find the Keeping Afloat post and everything will be listed there. Fantastic. Um, so that's, that's a wrap for today then. Um, I just wanted to say quickly, like, thank you so much. It's an absolute honour to share this with you. And what you and Dylan are doing, I'm sure, is going to prove an extremely valuable resource mm-hmm. um, to others in the community that are experiencing this. Thanks. I hope so. And thank you to you for coming and helping facilitate this conversation because, like I said, I think a monologue might have been a little bit boring. (laughs) (laughs) It was my absolute pleasure, my dear. (laughs) Thanks again, Kane.